It is your tradition. My tradition. And we have a tra we have another family member on the line. Hopefully, he was very patient uh. to wait. And we'll see if he's still asleep. Is he still awake? Hello, caller. Are you still awake over there? No. I don't blame him. Who aren't we talking to? Hello there. To no. whom are we not speaking? How's that? <laughs> Did we lose him? We might have. Who was it? It was the stuffing kid. <gasps> Dan? Dan. Oh, I have to admit, I told him I would make my public announcement. Did he tell you I'm making a public announcement? No, no, no. He, he called right when we pointed it off and said, he had a stuffing recipe for us or something, and, <laughs> and I said, you want to hold on? Poor guy, hopefully he's stayed awake. Oh, dear. Dan, so you Dan, have to call back. You have to call back. The line is free just for you. It will be a lot more fun making my public announcement while you were on the phone, because it's a confession of sorts. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. please give us a call back. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are looking for your thoughts and memories about Santa Claus when you were little. What kind of images did you have of Santa? Um, did you have a chimney? And if you didn't have a chimney, how did you think he got into the house? Give us a call, 714-545-2071. And you should know that by heart by now. We should. We'll be following Santa here in a little while, too. That's on the agenda. Yeah. And we want your call, too. 714-545-2071. Dan, call in. Call in. Poor Dan. I didn't hurt his feelings. He hurt mine because he didn't. He wouldn't listen to my stuffing <laughs> recipe. <laughs> but, but my mind, I do have a confession and um, I, a public announcement, and I would rather. Oh, let's hope. Is this you? No, it's not. I'm sorry. It's not you? No. It's not me. Oh, jeez. Radio. I'm sorry, it's Marie from Washington. Oh, my goodness gracious, where have you been? Oh, my goodness, it's so good to hear from you again. How are you? I'm still recovering from a stroke, and I was moved outside of the D.C. area okay. in Maryland. But I'm still calling myself a D.C. resident because that's who I am. Right. At heart, always. So I was listening, and this is the first time I actually heard I guess the new tradition of playing um, Mike Mike's reading of the Christmas stories uh -huh. and the Hallelujah Chorus. And it all works together well. It died, doesn't it? It Mike. was perfect. The timing was just perfect this year. Uh, Maurice, it is so good to hear from you again. Every once in a while, I go through my list and say, we haven't heard from this one, we haven't heard from this one, where is Maurice? And here you are. It is just so good that you called. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you both. It's oh. very good to hear you. I haven't called in a while. Yeah. I do listen. Good. And, um, you know, I have my laptop set up so that one of the places that I have bookmarks is YUSA, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it comes up, and I get to listen to you all the time. Meanwhile, I was on, me, meantime, I was on earlier. When I found out that Patricia is a writer who is not on Facebook, whose picture is she's not on Facebook. <laughs>
This is turning into a cult. <laughs> no, Patricia's picture is not on Facebook because Patricia isn't on Facebook, and she's not anywhere else either. Oh wow! Are are you? That it sounds like you're surprised. I am. I think. I think you know. Most writers, especially freelance writers, you would think do their own PR for themselves, and you know they do it. Like I, I have, I have a friend on Facebook who's a freelance writer, uh-huh. and I think that's one of the reasons she's on. She's also a part-time model too, so that's oh. another reason. <laughs> I am not. I am a, I am a writer, but I am not a part-time model. So, my goodness, she is a busy lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she also has an autistic son, and that's the third reason why she's on. Would you say that one more time, please? Yeah, an autistic a, son. Yeah, she also has a son who has autism. Oh, I say, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the word. Uh, every once in a while, the connection here just gets a little bit weak, and I missed that word. Um, is, is, how, how is she doing? Um... It, you know, there there are so many different levels of autism and so many different challenges that come with having children with autism and cultivating the the right learning environment for them. How is she doing? She's doing well. She's totally devoted to him. She keeps him protected so that he doesn't get he's not the not the subject of any bullying or even any any hurt or hurtful words. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact. Simple words that we say sometimes. Yes. That can mean bad things or harmful things. She's had campaigns online to get us to rethink those things. Wow. That is. The words are tattered sometimes. You know how they're slipping to our speech. Uh huh. And she says, well, it's tough to think about that sometimes. It means something different to different people and sometimes to. People who um, suffer from autism or who have family members who suffer from it, sure, um, it's been used in very harmful ways. And take oh. in very harmful ways. Things that are said in in pure innocence really can affect other people, uh, the, the vulnerable of the group. And a child with autism has sensitivities and vulnerabilities that the rest of us just don't have to think about. Exactly. Good for her. Oh, boy, she gets a high five from me. Do you have any Christmas stories for us? How did you think Santa Claus got into your house? Well, believe it or not, we had a very religious family that didn't celebrate Christmas as much. So my best Christmas story was that when I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. One of the few Christmas traditions that I had is my father was watching the various versions of A Christmas Carol as it came on TV. And we both concluded that, I think it's the 1952 one, uh-huh. Alice Sim was the all-in-all best version of it. Oh, yes. So um, I went to my office one day, and I was talking about how I didn't have a lot, a lot of Christmas celebrations and how I didn't have a lot of Christmas traditions. And so I was, in some ways I was a Grinch. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, 
The only thing I know about the Duval Christmas is because it's a nineteen call to watch Alistair Skelton and a Christmas Carol. Well, I went to lunch. I came back to my chair in my office, and there with a ribbon on it was Alistair Sim, um, VHS at the time, copy of the Christmas Carol. Oh, what? After no one would claim it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. What a surprise. Tell me what your reaction was. I was, like, floored. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I think I went home that night immediately, and we were like still a week or two away from Christmas, mm -hmm. and put it in my VCR right away. I was just like, immediately I'm doing this. Oh my gosh, what a thoughtful gift, and they, they, they played along with you trying to get something out of you that was really important. What an, you know, that's such a credit to you that they cared that much about you. Oh, I love this story. This is a good story. Thank you. So that was that was my highlight. Oh gosh, and it it is. That was a good one. That was a good one. What was the best Christmas present other than other than a Christmas carol? What was the best Christmas present you ever got? Um, that had to be um. I kept wanting a, a dog, a puppy. A puppy? I did. I wanted one very badly. But like my cousin, I had very bad allergies and asthma. And my parents were worried about the fact that I would not be able to handle the puppy very well. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They had to do all the cleaning and walking, and that I would end up getting sick. So one year under the tree, I found these two packages, and they were two stuffed pillow dogs that my mother had made for me by hand. Aww. And she said, these are, these are stuffed dogs, but you can enjoy the comfort of those, and we won't have to worry about you getting sick. And do you know I kept them all the way through high school? What a sweet thing for her to do. And you kept them. I love this. You've got the best stories? Mm -hmm. This is good. How about foods? Did you have particular foods at Christmas time when you were growing up? Um, my aunt's German father cake was delicious any time. <laughs> oh, be still, my little heart. You can send mine to floridawriter at hotmail.com. You can send my German chocolate cake. Oh, my gosh. Did you have that at Christmas time? Uh, we would have that at Christmas time. We would have that all time in the year. But she was, but we would definitely have it whenever she made it. Oh, uh, well, then. All we had to do was know that Aunt Dora was making cake and we were there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. How many layers? Three. Perfect. What kind of frosting? Chocolate chocolate covered frosting. Was it was it dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate with coconut. Oh, yeah. this is it. We're into Bavaria here. Mm -hmm. Grandmother from Germany? Uh, no, she's not. Was how, how did she learn how to make a good German chocolate cake? I don't know where she did it. I don't know where she learned it. It was delicious. 
it was to die for. We never figured that out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You wanted that as a first course for dinner. Could we please pass the chocolate cake and the mashed potatoes hold them for a while? That's cute. Do you want a question tonight? Sure, I'd love one. Oh, good. All right, because I'd love to give one to you. You want a Christmas music, an old-time radio? What would you like? Let's try old-time radio. Old-time radio. Okay. Britt Reed was a newspaper publisher, but he had another identity as a crime-fighting hero. What was that hero? The Green Hornet. Oh. All right. Very good. All right. You get two. You get two points for that and a CD. How can you go wrong? Wow. Yeah. Do you have any favorite shows that you would like me to send, or shows that you would well, try? I, I would like to try because I haven't heard it. Mr. and Mrs. North. I would be happy to send you what I can find. So you have a new address that Patricia should send, send him to? Or is it? Yes. Okay. So maybe you need to email Patricia your new address. Is it Florida Rider at Hotmail? That's me. That's her. Okay. All right. And I'll see what I can find with Mr. and Mrs. North. I'm, I'm not sure. Walden, how many of those have survived? Yes. You do have the 15-minute shows and the half-hour shows. I think they're at least 40 or so. Okay. And... I have some, but not an awful lot. Uh-huh. But this oh. is, I think this is a good start. Yeah. I, I will hunt up some some good ones for you, Maurice. Maybe you fill out the CD with something else, that'd be great. Oh, no. If you want Mr. and Mrs. North, I will find them. I'm good. They were good detectives, but I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about where your sources are, because you find the most incredible stuff. I tell you, some of our family asks for the most incredible stuff. I say, I never even heard of that one, but I'm I'm pretty good at finding them. Once in a while, I flop, but I'm pretty good. Yeah, especially when she gets Fred calling in and he'll put in the. Uh... Oh dear me! Oh dear me! <laughs> um, are you on the phone or on listening to us when Fred calls in and asks for? Some esoteric combination. He doesn't ask for World War II shows. He will ask for World War II with this particular performer on this day, and it was this show, and he would like four of those over there. <laughs> you are so good to me, Maurice. Mr. and Mrs. North, I will find them. <laughs> You are so good to me. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm glad to help. Oh, God. Anyway, are, you, um, are you a member of OTRR? All-time radio researchers? I don't... No, no, I am. No. Are you, Walden? No, I'm not. Are, is Yesterday USA? No, they're not. No, no, no. 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 We, just, we know the group, of course. But no, neither one are a member. Oh, I, I'm a member of them. That's where I found some of my shows, but I just wanted... Because I know there are trailer shows and stuff for me. Ah. Well, they definitely, uh, they definitely done a lot of hard work over the years. Oh, my about. goodness, have they ever. Yeah. They've, um, they have unearthed some things that were so far in the caves that we didn't even know the caves were there. And they found them. They, they really are quite a remarkable group. So. All right, well, I'll hang up and let it... Other callers call in. 
Well, I am so, this time of year. I am so glad you called in, Marie. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. All right, Marie. Thank you for a great show. Oh, thank you. Put your ears on tomorrow because we'll be back. Okay, I'll be here. <laughs> okay, Marie. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. There we go. Our good friend Maurice. Oh, that is so nice to have heard from him. Cause yeah, it's been a long, long time. So oh, every once in a while I say, I wonder if Maurice is okay. I know. 714-545-2071. The family's awake. They've been asleep last night for a little while. Yeah. But they'll wake tonight. Hello, there. Hello, Better Ball Hotline. I, I need some help with the dressing recipe. <laughs> Dan, oh. who's there? <laughs> Is this is this the party to whom we are speaking? There's no party going on here. <laughs> you you called. I, I wish there were. <laughs> you called back so you I could make my public announcement. Is that correct? If you want to. Well, I I won't I won't divulge your secret. Yes, you would. Uh-huh. I would not. Uh-huh. I used to oh, work would. across from a liquor store. I know many people liar. who used to go in a liquor store. I think the expression is liar, liar, pants on fire. Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah, you would. You see, my confession to Dan in an email today was that I gave him a hard time over stovetop uh-huh. making the stuffing. Making, I, I put this in quotation marks, making the stuffing for this family gathering. I remember this. He said he bought stovetop as the basis for <laughs> and my confession was that I packaged up and froze turkey dinner type stuff from Thanksgiving because that was, a, I mean, that was a lot of turkey for one little person. Uh-huh. And I've got these wonderful dinners and gravy in the freezer. And when I pull it out tomorrow to have turkey dinner, I'm going to make stovetop stuffing to go along with it. So You're going to do that in the honor of a Dan? Are you going to go out and buy the toppings yourself? No, I, I, oh, I've got stovetop stuffing here. I'm going to use stovetop. You already have it in the house. Yes, sir. And I've had it in the house, sir. My dressing it, was a real hit. My was good. were a real hit, too. I actually found some, um, I believe it's organic uh, chicken that I put in the dressing and it really turned out well and I put like I told you I put real butter I went and bought real butter market specifically plus I had I used good old fashioned chicken broth instead of water I was I was doctoring up the poor old stovetop stuffing Dan what is organic chicken (laughs) what is organic chicken Mm -hmm. well it is supposed to be organic it says no water added, no preservatives. It's actually a canned meat in uh, what would be like a, um, uh, oh, it's a, let's see here, it's a 27 ounce can. It's uh, what, you know, the large can of peaches. So I like, found this in a market when I was, was in northern Indiana up at Fort Wayne. I thought that looks kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, you know, it's not as good as getting the actual, you know, chicken and, you know, cooking it, pressure cooking, cooking it. But, you know, there's only so much time in a day to, you know, do things like that. Well, that, that begs the question, what, yeah. is, what is inorganic chicken? I guess that would be more, you know, what you would get from 
Tyson or Purdue. You know, more of these. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think the proper term is called free-range chicken. Okay. Well, you know, that makes a whole lot of sense. Inorganic yeah. chicken would be a chicken without a heart, you know? Yes. No organs. Probably so. So we would see it in the Wizard of Oz? See what? I don't know. I don't know. You know well, you know, the lion, Patricia, I didn't, uh, he didn't have a heart. Oh, and he didn't have a heart. Right. No, the lion needed courage. The tin man didn't have That's right, the tin man. Boy, you know... When I have to keep up with the fairy tales, bubble here. <laughs> well, now now's the perfect opportunity to hear your recipe for dressing. Okay. Well, we've got exactly four minutes because Ron from our, our friends from Hawaii is going to call in and play Christmas carols for us in a couple of minutes. But boy, that sounds good. It's 34 degrees right here, and Ooh. I. Frost on my car when I left my brother's house at 9 p.m. Frost on the car, so Christmas carols are perfect. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, here we go. I start out with bread, and it's not toasted, sir. I remember that. You got that. Okay, it's not toasted. And I use um, onions, chopped onions, and chopped celery, and loads of sage, a lot of poultry seasoning, garlic, uh, and anything that gets in my way that isn't something like cinnamon or, or um, chili powder. <laughs> so I use a lot of seasoning, but mostly sage. And it comes out really good. Stuff it right in that little birdie. How about that? Yes. Now, I, I have a question. I've heard this from different people. And now, when you leave your bread out to, you know, dry out on its own as opposed to putting it in a toaster and toasting it, how are the pieces of bread? Do they get hard? Do they, are they like croutons? No, 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 not like that at all. I just leave it out to dry it out a little bit because trying to tear apart or even cut, some people cut it up, but I tear bread apart. And if you don't leave it out, like at least overnight, it's got so much moisture in it that you wind up with squashed dough balls almost, you know, because the bread is, is you pinch it and, it and it's almost doughy. It's got so much moisture in it. So it's just a, a way to get some of the moisture out so you can work it better. Oh, and butter. Oh, oh, got to have butter in there. Butter. Yeah, that helps. That helps quite a bit. So I mix the seasonings in butter. So I'll, I'll put in a whole bunch of sage. And actually, I use margarine. Um, you used butter. You get gold stars for that. So I'll, I'll use a whole lot of poultry seasoning and sage and um, garlic powder. I use the garlic powder rather than the uh, minced garlic because you bite down on a chunk of garlic in the middle of your dressing, and it's not very good. So, and I, I heat the margarine, and I stir it all up, and I use that also to baste the turkey. Yeah, that helps quite a bit, too. Now, do you use natural sage? Do you grow your own sage down there since you're in Florida? And I, I guess you can grow it year-round. Dan, this is me you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing I have to a garden is a plastic palm tree in the living room. Do, do you have a chia pet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Actually, I have some uh, acorn squash growing on the lanai, and it was quite and an, and a beautiful tomato plant. Oh my goodness, it's gorgeous! 
Uh, and all of this was quite by accident because I've been saving all of my kitchen scraps and mixing it up. I, I sneak down into the yard every once in a while and get a coffee can full of sandy loam. And it's, it, I mean, it's, it's hard. Uh -huh. It's hardly dirt, but I, I've got this wonderful um, collection in a large container of um, almost compost, you know, because I keep turning it and it's nice and rich and loamy. And some of what got in there was the inside scrapings from an acorn squash, and all of the seeds popped. Yes. So I've got this whole pan full of acorn squash vines growing all over the place, and I'm, I'm just so excited. I might have some, some of my very own acorn squash. Now, are those, that, that's growing at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, don't get your hopes up. I mean, I don't want you to see, you probably have hybrid seed. And that may not turn out to be like the original. Well, that's okay. The vines are really pretty. I feel like I'm, I'm a gardener because the vines are so beautiful and they're getting flowers on them. So that's okay. But the tomato the tomato plant happened the same way because, you know, I had little poppy ends and stuff like that and hadn't got some tomato seeds in there. And I've got the most beautiful tomato plant growing up next to one of the vines. So, so I'm I'm a farmer here. I'm a gardener. You are. You are, you are completely. Gardener, yeah. So, I tell you what. Give us a call back when when um, Ron has entertained us. Yeah. And um, we'll get him on the phone now. Sounds and great. I'll talk to you later, right. and, uh, and I'll continue addressing to yours. All right. Sounds great. We'll talk to you in a little bit, Dan. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Boy, Dan's a good trooper. All right, Ron, call in. It's your time. It's showtime. Way out there in the way out west. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Ring, ring, ring. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Okay. Did you, no, you, you're Christmas Day open your present type person, right? Uh, when I was growing up, we were split it up, and, oh, I need, I need the family to help me. I need to wake my brother up to go to work tonight in one hour. Uh, want us to do yell or scream well, or? Just, just remind me. Look at the clock, and when it says one <laughs> thirty at one, one, th I gotta go, uh, go knock on his door to wake him up because he's gotta go into work tonight. I will set my little. Yeah, set you are because if that's the case, we're not gonna be able to open up a Christmas gift until tomorrow night, um, and most likely maybe on Monday, because my brother's working the night shift at the grocery store from midnight to nine, and mom and I. Uh, going to church and then dad cooking the prime rib, the $106 prime rib that everybody's welcome to come eat at our house. And so we're having company at 1230. And the mom wants to watch the Lakers basketball game starting at 2 o'clock. So if my brother has to go, go to bed early, we're just going to wait till Monday. All right, now wait a minute here. Yes. All right, now, we have to wake him up at, uh, it would be like 1.25 my time? Oh, yeah, 1.30 your time, uh-huh. 1.30 my time, okay, I got it. Because he goes and works at 3 in the morning your time. Wake brother, I've got it on my, <laughs> I, I am setting an alarm. Yeah. It says, a message with sound, uh-huh. and we need this at 1.30. Yes, okay, that way, if not, Wong's going to be in the doghouse, because mom and dad are sound asleep. And this is going to be an unusual hour for my brother to go in. Uh -huh. uh, he doesn't trust his alarm clock. They get him up. Okay, if he resets and stuff like that there. 
and stuff like that there. Okay, we got it. All and right. it's going to be with an alarm, and it says, wake brother. <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry. Oh, good. Not to worry. We're waiting for our buddy Ron from Hawaii to call in to put on the show of shows. Here on Christmas time on Yesterday USA, we're still planning to call and get an update on Santa. But we're also, in a little bit, we would love your call. But wait till after Ron from Hawaii rings those bells. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We can do that. And anyway, but traditionally, when I was as a kid, we were open both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Oh. Yes. Hello there. You're on the air. Well, you know, I heard you say you're going to eat prime rib tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're welcome to come. And you spent about a hundred and something dollars or something? Yes, my, my, here's the story. Well, it better be a good one. It's a good story. It's a good one, I agree. It's a good story. My, um... The story, the roast beef. My dad, we traditionally have, um, honey-baked ham New Year's Eve and something nice on uh, Christmas Day. But Mom and I went to church and my dad said, what are we having Christmas Eve? She said, soup. <laughs> Pause. I said, what are we having Christmas Day? She said, we're having chicken with cranberry sauce. Pause. Dad said, and my dad is an unselfish human being. He always puts his family first, always ask the family where they want to go eat. My dad said, we're going to Costco to get a prime rib. And so he and Mama went to Costco. And for 6.6 6 pounds, 8 ounces, cost $106. So that's what we're having. Lord willing, I mean, Dad's been working on this piece of meat since Friday. He's so. got his life on the line. $6 for a chunk of meat. My gosh. This is critical stuff. Oh, I... I want you to know that tonight I have all my grandkids here, well, and, um, <clears throat> except one, and, um, and we had prime rib for dinner. Oh, why? And it was, and he found, my wife found a recipe, Gail found a recipe that you cook it and the, the juice is in the, the odd juice is in the meat. Uh-huh. Wow. And you, you don't have to pour, you know, our juice over it, it's already in the, in the recipe when you cook it in the meat or whatever. How big? Oh, was it good? So, oh, oh man. So how big is the family? How many kids and how many grandchildren? Eight of our nine grandchildren here. 